Welcome back to the Uneasy Conversations in Jesus Name podcast. I am Pastor Dom and I am your host. Uh, today, I am back from taking a little break, uh, just a little week off because I was on vacation last week going in between uh, starting a new job and just didn't really want to spend time, uh, my time off looking things up and studying and doing all that. Uh, call me lazy if you want, but I was just trying to take a break from everything. So, uh, we're back, uh, continuing our series of Jesus is not your, and this one is, I feel like the most uneasy conversation that I've actually, uh, had or I'm going to have so far because I feel like I've been just kind of tiptoeing around, uh, making things actually uneasy and uncomfortable. Um, but I've had a couple of people tell me like, this is the name of the podcast. So you have to go with it and get there, go into, get in those conversations. And so this one is Jesus is not your middle-class American in Jesus's name. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that today and just, some bullet points of uh, Jesus is not American. America is not God's country and God is Lord of all, not just our all. So those are kind of like the topics that we'll, that we'll be going over. And I say we, because I am joined today by my lovely wife. Um, so there's going to be a little bit of noise cause there's two mics in here and uh, the room's not really soundproofed all that well and there's nobody watching the cats as they run around so as they get bored uh, by themselves or with one another they're going to try to come into the room I'm sure and at that point we'll just take a quick break or something um, but uh, like I said I'm joined by my wife and she's going to be jumping in here and there throughout um, but I'll have her say hi or introduce herself um, right hey I'm Destiny. Um, I've never done a podcast before, so I'm a little nervous. So I may, I'll just kind of jump in here and there. Uh, so we're going to just jump right in. And uh, I want to go ahead and get some things out of the way first, though, because I feel like with this title, some people are going to do the whole uh, kind of like, well, if you don't like this country, get out of it or. Um, you know, those little things, but, uh, I, first of all, I'm, I was raised by parents that are not from America. Uh, they are from the Virgin Islands, which is a colony, uh, territory, uh, really it's a colony of the United States. Um, and so they are not patriotic. Um, they are, I mean, they're really not American, uh, nationality wise. I'm technically Puerto Rican. Um, and so I, see this country and things of about the country from a very different lens uh, than a lot of the people that I am kind of around every day uh, or see on the internet, uh, on Facebook and stuff. Uh, and so I am not necessarily the one to uh, just kind of blindly accept everything that um, can be forgotten or overlooked about the country and not saying at all that I don't like this country that I don't, uh, that I'm not 
glad that I live here. Um, I think it is a good place to live. Uh, I have no problems with it, really. I mean, I've been here all my life, and there's... I mean, there's ways that it can be better, definitely. I, I don't think I would ever say it's the best place on the face of the planet. Uh, I know a lot of people would definitely be mad about that, but I don't think anywhere is the best place to live. Uh, every place needs improvement, can have improvement, and uh, we should never be super blind by our allegiance um, to a place that we live that we can't see flaws in it. Um, so that's the first part, uh, that I wanted to get out of the way because I didn't want anybody to think that I was some leftist progressive that hates America. Marxist. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't, I, you know, that's just what I want to do, what I want to say. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Um, so first thing is, I mean, the title, Jesus is not your middle-class American. He's not American. Uh, Shocker. But kind of the way that we are uh, Christians in America, we kind of Americanize the gospel and Americanize Jesus and God by saying that that we are the chosen uh, country. I've seen politicians, uh, I've seen people I know say that this is God's country. I mean, there's even songs that say stuff like that when you know, and God we trust and stuff like that wasn't even added until, uh, last century, um, to the, to not the constitution, uh, but to like our dollars and pledge of allegiance. Um, like it wasn't even an original thing. Um, and so it's like, we're not, we're not God's chosen people. Uh, we're, we're not God's country. Uh, cause not everyone in this country is even a Christian or even believes in God or even believes in a God. Um, and that's very contrary to what we see in the Bible. Um, we see all throughout the old Testament, God moving the Israelites into some land and that land being completely turned into God's country. Um, and so if this was God's country, we would see the land being taken over strictly by Christians. Um, but we don't see that because in the constitution, it clearly states that this is a free country to practice any religion you want to. And if we look at the 10 commandments, we see that God is a jealous God. And I don't really think he would want a country (laughs) that's worshiping tons of gods or no gods at all to be his country. You know, he, he's a jealous God. He wouldn't have a country that's his own. That is just, or his chosen land, uh, to just be, you know, reckless and doing and being lawless and doing whatever they want. I mean, we can see in the Bible what he does to lands that are like that. Um, and I don't really think we want that to happen here. Um, but, uh, that's just kind of what you see now a lot nowadays, um, that we kind of like prop America into being this great, the greatest, like, like how Jesus says we're supposed to be a light on a hill. Like a lot of people say like America is a light on the hill and that can be true because, you know, historically people have died coming to this country. Um, and they have 
poured into this country and they still do today because it's like this great place to be, um, where it's so free and all this stuff, but that, that doesn't really have anything to do with, um, with the Bible, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with, with anything that we're, that we're told, um, in scripture, because like some people come to this country to practice being practice their religion freely, whether that even be Christian Christianity or not. So we can't say like that we're a, a light on a hill and use the Bible verse because he was talking about Christians themselves. He wasn't talking about America and we, you know, you don't find America in the Bible anywhere because America wasn't even a country back then. So that's, um, that's like the biggest point right there. Um, how we just kind of narrow God into only moving his hand when it deals with America, <clears throat> when there's tons of other countries in the world that there's a large population of Christians. I mean, Hillsong, comes out of Australia and they've probably impacted the world more than <laughs> any American church. If we're being honest, I mean, their theology might not be the best, but they've probably done more than any American country, any American church in the world. I mean, Hillsong is global. I mean, so I don't really see, I mean, maybe Australia is God's country. Um, but that's just like, can we think for a second, like how that makes other countries feel also like people from those other countries that are Christians. Like I saw, and really I saw somebody on a post the other day that, that they were talking about that. And she said, well, I'm from Australia. And when I see stuff like this, it really breaks my heart. Um, cause it's like, how can we say that? How can we say that? And then not even think about Christians that are from places like England or France, like that are first world countries and say that like, we're, we are so blessed by God himself um, in America because he loves our country so much. All countries matter. (laughs) (laughs) But like, and, and, and then it gets even, even more twisted when we have, churches and pastors who are who are strictly talking about things that are that don't have anything to do with the gospel like have whole church um church gatherings or sermons about like elections or about uh just conspiracy things um and things like god's coming back because this law was passed in america but it's like huh? Like Jesus is going to come back depending on what's going on in the whole world because we can't narrow like this whole, this whole series has been about narrowing God down into these small things. It's like, we cannot narrow the will of God to America. Like God is the God of the universe. Scripture tells us he's the creator of all. He's the Lord of all creation. So, how can we think that he's going to move on behalf of America alone uh, when there's people who have been suffering worse than, I mean, I don't even think Christians are even suffering that bad in America. Um, But there's people in other countries that are suffering and have been suffering historically worse who aren't looking at America to be like, yeah, God's going to come back soon because America is so bad. 
It's like they probably like we should look at them that way. Like God's coming back soon because if you, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is happening, but if you proclaim Jesus in China, you get beheaded. I mean, then that's not even to say, you know, if that's happening because I don't know. Um, but that's just an example, or you know, anywhere in the world, it's like professing Christians are are being killed, have been being killed historically, and you know, we're not saying that God's coming back or Jesus is coming back because of how bad those countries are getting. Like you only ever hear it like Jesus is coming back soon because this country is in, in, in bad shape. This country is really messed up. So Jesus is going to be on his way. But it's like, no, that's not how it works. Like the whole world is what Jesus is coming back for. He's not just coming back for, for America and not even America because America is North America, South America, the United States, America is a whole continent. So it's like, he's not worried about the United States alone. Um, and, and you know, it, it's just like, we just blend. Well, not we, but a lot of, um, uh, Americans blend their beliefs and and I think that's where it comes from really is like what they believe they believe so like political parties have really figured out how to make people vote by going for what they believe religiously or ideologically and if we believe so strongly um, and live our life on the Bible then we're going to definitely be so split that we start to see that we can only love Jesus and be a Christian if we are tied to this party or that party um, because we start to then then we start to only see like Christianity is this is only this and can only be that and if you're not part of this then you're not a Christian and then we get so like well this party loves America so much more than that party so th- and this party is the Christian party and so the Christians love America and then it just it dominoes it, it dominoes you see it every day you see it I and mean, you walk into churches and they have american flags and stuff like that it's like i don't want a flag i want a cross that's what set me free that's what gives me freedom is the cross of jesus christ yeah so you were talking earlier about how you didn't grow up with your parents being American, y'all didn't grow up super patriotic, so, um, growing up, we weren't, like, super patriotic, but my mom, I mean, she always hung flags outside the house, we always celebrated Fourth of July and things like that, but, um, I think part of it is just because I've gotten older and I, you know, you see more, but it wasn't really until this last year that I realized how how heavy American politics and just the whole ideology of America is tied to Christianity. And so um, I've really tried this past year. um, I'm following this study that helps you to read the Bible through more of an Eastern lens, rather than this Westernized American lens. And so I think when you... I don't know. I think it's just really helped me to see a different perspective and I guess the the culturally act 
accurate perspective of the Bible. Um, And so I just think that's really important to remember is that when we read the Bible, we need to un-Americanize our lens when we're reading it. So. Yeah, and, and a lot of people look at historical things and, you know, it's not, it's not unnatural to look at the Bible and to try to point things into your current situation or point things into things that you can understand. Well, yeah, because I think we can, we can read the Bible and we can see God's character and use that in our own lives, but Is, we don't need to insert yeah, our it, country into <laughs> the Bible and, you know, yeah, and make it, it revolve around that. So it gets dangerous with anything. Uh, you, you know, you see, you know, woke theology that, that people are so outspoken about, um, can be put on the same level as uh, patriotic theology because they're both not the gospel. They're both not the Bible. Uh, you know, you see people try to take Bible verses and turn them into these big, huge, like pro, um, like racial things, um, which they can be, um, but some verses you can't, you just can't do that with um, and try to further things like, acceptance of things that are clearly not accepted by uh, God, clearly not accepted by scripture, but we try to change things because we're woke and want to be accepted or want to be accepting um, or affirming. Um, But in the same way as things like not politically, but things um, that we can change into like patriotic versus where we can insert uh, this. God was talking about America or he was talking about us. He was talking about this country. He was talking about, every country was like, no, like if we're going to really look at the Bible in a way that you're supposed to, uh, and you're supposed to look at the text and, and, you know, exegete the text, you can exegete the text as well. When we insert our nation into it, when we insert God loving the country into it, um, just the same as, you know, when, when, when we talk about woke, woke theology, like, why don't we talk about patriotic theology all that much? Like you, people get so upset about when people take the Bible and start using it to further racial things, but nobody ever take talks about when we try to further it, uh, to talk about our rights or our freedoms being taken away and different things like that. Like, why don't, why is it never used for that? Like, why are we never, why in the evangelical in the evangelical kind of, uh, what would you even call it? It's not a party, but the evangelical frame of Christianity, you never hear them call out pastors like Greg Locke. Um, but you would definitely hear them call out who, who would be like a Jackie Hill Perry and her husband. Um, you would hear them call out people like Lecrae. You would hear them, uh, just really call out anybody that talks about anything that is, black or racial or um or anything that they feel like is against evangelicalism but they would never say anything about sean fute they would never say anything about greg Locke. they would never say anything about those guys um because or or all the many false teachers and liars that said that god told them trump was going to be president again and we're not getting political we're just talking about how no one talks about that. No one calls those pastors out for that. 
And why is that? You fill in the blank. I mean, it's clear as day. Like, in deep down, it's accepted that the country is on a different level than everything else because we kind of blend it together. It's like if you speak out about the country, you're in turn speaking out against God or you're speaking out against Jesus. But it's like, no, 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 no. Cause Jesus is not coming back with the declaration of independence or he's not coming back with the, um, constitution. No, he's not coming back with an AK 47. <laughs> I've seen a meme of that before. It was pretty wild. With his guns to set you yeah. free. <laughs> Though, like, it, it's it's just very, it's very, very messy to believe that God's mind is, or we are revolving around God's mind. And I say we as um, the country are revolving around, around God's mind to make him make his decision. And you see that a lot because people are, I mean, we have things like God's not dead. That's coming up. That's like, it's all, it's only about the country that we live in, but it's, you know, there's other places that have issues that are constant, that are, that are going on. And a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, you know, is, is opinion based. Uh, and that's how we feel. That's the things I've seen. Um, and that's because I'm, we're talking to get to the point of, to get to where we're going next, which is pointing things back to scripture and looking at this scripturally. Um, and so if, if you're offended by my, by our words so far, we'll point it back to scripture and we'll see why it's wrong. I mean, I think the biggest thing is to have conversation. Being offended by conversation is just part of, part of everything. Um, and I think this is a really big conversation that needs to, to be had with a lot of American Christians. Yeah. And I think, um, just to add to that, um, you really have to kind of change your perspective because you have to realize that everybody is coming from a different perspective. So like last year, um, just from reading different stories of different people's experiences and, you know, not everybody feels the same way about America that maybe another group of people do, you know, because they haven't always had the same freedoms or the same opportunities um, as some, you know, other people. So you have to remember that everybody's looking through a different lens. And so I think it's good to just be open to listening to other people's perspectives. And another thing is, like, I didn't know that some people don't really, like Dominic said earlier, he's not super patriotic. Like, we get together with his family for Fourth of July, but they're not like standing there waving American flags back and forth, you know. Just not everybody. I didn't realize not everybody celebrates that. I just thought I've always thought it was just okay. Everybody celebrates Fourth of July the same, but um, I just realized like not everybody can say that it meant the same thing to them as it does to people who celebrate it. So. Yeah, I think just remembering that everybody's coming from a different viewpoint. Yeah, and I think that with that, uh, we can segue into into looking at Scripture because um, the biggest thing is, like, that's the biggest thing is listening to other people. How many times do you see Christians 
get offended by people criticizing America. Like when, when somebody says America is this or that, or something's wrong with it. And we just like, well, if you don't like it, you can leave. Or we're like, I'll help you pack your bags. Um, different things like that. But it's like, uh, no, cause I mean the biggest scripture to even use for that would be like John three sixteen, uh, because God so loved the world, you know, so like we, we just like blanket over our eyes, America, 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 America. But it's like, he loved the world, which is everybody. So it's like, if somebody is not happy where they're at, like we need to also love the world. And I mean, not like be a part of the world and all that stuff, but love everyone that's here. And what is love? Love is listening. Love is caring. Love is, what do they say? Laying like, down your life on behalf of other people. Yeah. And it's, you know, if God loved the world and I mean, the, the world was thinking about that. It's not just America. If he loved the world and he has love for people to give his only son, shouldn't we love people enough to listen to their heartache? If God is uh, close to the brokenhearted um, and we're supposed to also weep with those who weep, uh, as it tells us to do in Romans, it's like, then why aren't we doing that? Why are we getting so upset and telling people to get out of our lives, get out of our face, get out of our country because they have like a small criticism or something. It's like, are, do we love our country that much that we don't even see through to that person when God clearly loves them enough that he died, that Jesus died for them? Like we can't just say and get so upset uh, that it's like, they just killed our parents when they say that they, when they say something against America, it's, it's just, it's crazy. Like you, you see people just get just, I mean, turn up over it. And then like another one that I see people in, in, in talking about uh, race issues or race top, top, the topic of race. You see a lot of people use this verse um, in Galatians. Uh, so I think, I think I've even used this in, in another podcast episode. Um, but this is a, the letter to, to the church and, uh, let's start at verse 27. For those of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. There is no Jew or Greek slave or free male and female since you are all one in Christ. Like why, why, why do we try to use that verse for there's no black and white, there's no race, but we can't use it for there's no nationality. Cause he clearly says it right there. There's no Jew or Greek being Greek is your nationality. Being Jew back then was your nationality. Like that's clearly what, what he's saying right there. But now we say like, there's when people start talking about race, it's like, Oh, there's no black, there's no white. Because it's said right here in Galatians, but it's like, yeah, there's no Jew or Greek. So there is no, I'm an American first, or there's no Mexican, there's no Canadian, there's no uh, Brazilian, there's no Spaniard, there's no French, there's no Italian, there's no Greek. 
It's in the Bible because we are Christians. Just as it says in Philippians 3.20, our citizenship is in heaven. Like, let's read that really fast. It's um, Philippians Philippians 3.20. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly wait for a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. So it shows us, and even Jesus tells us not to be of the world, you know, because if those who love the world don't love me, and so it's like you can't serve two masters. How can we pledge allegiance to the country and then completely start just doing things that are just completely anti what Jesus told us to do, which is a lot of stuff. Well, what you just said made me think of this verse in Revelation. And you can tell me if this is wrong or if I'm like out of context, but it's the one that um, it's Revelation 7, 9. It says, After this I looked, and behold, every tribe and every a great mul- multitude that no one can number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. So I just want to add that because, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with, you know, where you're from or what you look like or what language you speak but I think it's I think what we're trying to say is when you when you idolize where you're from over who you are in Christ is where things start to get kind of messy yeah or you idolize where you're from over other people right yeah like the whole America first thing right it's like we we now are closing our eyes to the suffering of other people and then that's where we tunnel vision the gospel by thinking America first. Like, yeah, we should take care of the people in our country first. I firmly believe that. Um, like, we shouldn't be sending so much money overseas when we have people that are homeless. Uh, we shouldn't be sending so much money overseas when we have people that can't afford health care. Uh, when we have people that would rather die than go to the hospital for something that they could have had fixed, but they didn't have the amount of money because we're sending so much money to all these other countries, America first in that way. But I would never put, put an American, like an American's feelings or life ahead of somebody that wasn't American. And, and that's where that kind of saying got a lot of people over the last few years, um, they were, it's so America first. So just America, America, America that we started to just, we start to tunnel vision the, and in doing that, we tunnel vision the gospel, like I just said, because we only see that. And then, then we start to mold our lives about it. And when we mold our lives, we in turn mold what we believe to be true in in scripture and you can see that when a lot of people use uh second chronicles uh, which is not about america uh you know when america is getting bad and people are like well how can it get any better uh, and it's like we start to insert america into scripture uh and, and that scripture is um second chronicles uh 14 uh, and my people who bear my name, humble themselves, pray, seek my face and turn from their evil ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. That is 
not about America, especially because second Chronicles is a story about Israel. Uh, and it's not anything to do with, with any other land. And just like, you know, it, it shows us, it shows us who God is, his intentions and, and, you know, how we can, how we can get right by him. Uh, that's everything that shows us throughout the old Testament and into the new, how we can get our lives focused back onto him. But that verse I've heard so many people use for, for America in the last year and a half because it sounds good. It feels good. It feels right. But it's, it says, and my people who bear my name, like it's not going to, it's not going to help. That verse doesn't help the whole country because the whole country doesn't bear his name. Um, and you know, and, and, and if we believe that he's God over all, and we believe that he's coming back, uh, things aren't going to start looking much better anyways. Uh, and, and I think that that's the desperation of clinging to our rights and clinging to the country that we feel like it's slipping away from us and we're going to, we're going to lose it and then we're going to, you know, but it's like, this has been foretold already. You look like you're about to say something. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, and, and then another thing that's very important in the whole concept of, uh, our nationality and putting other people first and, and going after other people is the great commission as we see it in, um, Matthew, Mark, and John. Because Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, all nations. So clearly all nations are on Jesus's God's mind. And in Mark, then he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation, all creation. That's Mark 16, 15. And then now we go to John 20. 21 through 23. Jesus said to them, peace be with you as the father has sent me. I also send you after saying this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy spirit. Now in 23, if you forgive the sons of the sins of any, they are forgiven them. Any, not just the people that are, that are proud to be American, not just people who are here in our country that we have tunnel vision for, like it's for every single person. It's for that person that we're, we're to go make disciples of that person that is, um, wearing a black lives matter shirt or a person that's wearing a, uh, hijab or a person that is, um, wearing a, a rainbow flag or the, the, a trans flag, or it's to go make disciples of the person that has, uh, what is it? The uh, Democrat donkey on them or the uh, Republican elephant on them or the uh, libertarian or it's to go make disciples of all, not just the people who agree with the Constitution or agree with America or agree with um, America first or who are American. It's all people. It's everyone. It's not just the people that we that we think, you know, are worthy because you're not even worthy. We're not worthy. You know, we are saved by grace alone. And so like, it's just, 
it skews our view when we look at America as this shining light and this beacon of hope, which it can be. Um, but biblically, we are that beacon of hope. We are that shining light. Um, we are city on a hill. Um, and we are supposed to be the hands and feet of the gospel. You know, it's, 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 we're far and ways away from having this kind of like community, uh, morality. Um, I, I think that's how John MacArthur worded it. I was watching a sermon of his the other day where he was talking about this. And it's like, we're far away from, from how it used to be. And that wasn't even based on Christian, like the, the God of the Bible. It was based on morality that's found in, in Christianity because Christianity is the moral standard of, of, of everything. I mean, if we believe that God is the sovereign God of all. Um, and so we're ways away from that here in America. Um, and so, when we start to fight back against how we feel like we're losing the country to these, these other people, um, we start to also lose our testimony in that, um, because we're supposed to be meek and weak and lowly and second, um, because we're supposed to be putting others first to show the love of Christ, um, to those people. Do you have anything to add? Um, I don't think so. You don't have that verse to add? Oh, the one I read earlier? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that that what is what I was looking at, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to read it again. Um, Because it made me think of it, I guess, for a different reason this time than the first time we filmed this. But how you were talking about, like, if you're only surrounded by those people that you agree with or the people that are pro-America or pro-this, pro-that, they just, they only agree with what you say. You don't, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to see things differently, but this verse, um, anyway, says, um, this is the end of Matthew 5, 43. Do you want me to read the whole thing, 38 through 48? Okay, so Matthew five thirty eight. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Uh, so he kind of says it right there, like, what what good are you doing if you only, if you only care for the people who think like you, look like you, say the things that you say? 
Well, I like how it says it in the CSB on verse 47. It says, and if you, if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing out of the ordinary? Uh, it's like, exactly. Like, what are you doing that's, that's life-changing for those that don't know the gospel? Or what are you doing that's helpful to those that are dying in their sin? You know, they're dying spiritually. I like what it says in the message, even though the <laughs> message is questionable. It says, in a word, what I'm saying is, grow up. Your kingdom subjects now live like it. I just thought that was kind of funny. No, I mean, that. the message is good sometimes to get things into, like, how how we would say it. Um, but, yeah, like, like the biggest thing... The biggest thing to, to say about this podcast that we that I I've said before because I don't want people to think I'm some American hating person um, is that we it's okay to love your country um, and you know I think it's I, I think it's weird to be proud of uh, your country only because like we shouldn't be prideful um, but it's okay to it's okay to be patriotic it's okay to love your country it's okay to love where you're from be be proud of where you're from um that's that's fine but when we blend it together with christianity and it starts to become a weapon uh to use politically a weapon to be used uh conversationally um to the people who speak out against your your where you're from and we let we let things sting us because people are talking bad about America. America, it's like we should let we should let things sting us. Like when we see people post things that are against God on social media, it's like do we talk about that? Like if somebody came on and made a joke about Christianity, are you going to comment on that post as fast as you would comment on that post of somebody making a joke about America? That's what we need to be doing. That's how we need to be like taking up arms um, is when people attack God because, you know, he's the God that we serve, the God that we love. Um, and I mean, he doesn't need us to fight for him, but we should be taking that opportunity to let people know who he is and the truth of his love and all that. Um, so like, it's fine to love your country. It's fine to be an American and be proud about it, but it's not fine to hijack worship services and turn them into propaganda filled 45 minutes of the country's trying to take this from you and the country's trying to do this to you and, and ruin your life and all this stuff because now we're inserting fear into our people and then also we're making the world think that we're just a big bunch of wackos that are out of touch. Um, and it's true. Um, the world does think that of us and will continue to think that of us uh, because, yeah, the small few spoil the bunch. Um, it's not really a shock. So uh, that's the biggest thing. Let's look at the Bible historically. Let's look at the Bible factually. And let's look at America as what it is, the place that we live. Nothing more, nothing less. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we are uh, child, children of the Lord of all creation, and everything we see around us is his, and we should love it just as much as he loves it. Um, and so, 
if you got nothing else, I'm just going to pray out. Um, I don't think so. I was just going to say I had something in my head. Now I can't remember. Okay, well, I was just going to say um, something I think about a lot is I just imagine like what it what it could have looked like, what last year could have looked like if Christians had been on the forefront of fighting against COVID, fighting for Black Lives Matter, you know, different things like that instead of all this fear mongering and, you know, fighting for our rights and, you know, calling people liars because of the way they've been treated, um, calling a global pandemic a hoax, even though people have died. Um, I just think about the impact that um, the people of God could have made on the kingdom if we would have been, you know, leading in those areas rather than, like Dominic said, making us look like wackos that don't care about people. Um, Because I think all throughout the gospel, that's what God calls us to do. He calls us to lay down our lives for our neighbor and lay down our rights for our neighbor, lay down our comfort, our security, you know, all for the love of other people to glorify God. So that's all I've got. I hope that this was a good conversation. Um, and I hope that it wasn't too uneasy. Um, or I do hope that it was uneasy for some. Uh, so let's pray. Lord, we just praise you for being the Lord of all, uh, not just our all. Lord, that you see everything at all times, uh, no matter what, no matter where. Lord, that our lens is so focused on the things that happen to us, the things we see and where we're at. Uh, but Lord, you see so much more and so deeper than what we can even imagine. Lord, so I just pray that we start to rework and rethink um, about the people that are around us, the people that live in the places that we are, and the people that live abroad. Lord, that there are chosen people in every country on the face of the planet. Um, and no country is greater in your eyes uh, than another because you love us all equally. You sent your son to die for our sin on the cross. And what greater love is there than that? Um, so, And that love was given to all everyone freely, every single person, um, Lord. So allow us to open our eyes, uh, open our ears and move our feet to find those people, go to those people, disciple to them in all creation, as you told us to do in the great commission. Um, and just continue to further the gospel, um, and make you first you above everything else. So we thank you, Lord. We praise you and we love you. And I just pray that Somebody was impacted by these words. Um, And in your name we pray. Amen.